Hi, it's Tony. On today's show, we'll talk to Michael Wilbon to get his thoughts on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. We'll talk some more about the game with Jason Lock and Four. What did you think we would talk about today? The Wizards? Really? But first, <laughs> commerce. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Previously on The Tony Kornheiser Show. See my fourth finger? Yeah. Oh. Tell, what is, how, how does it look? So it look? What does it look like? It looks a little bruised, actually. It looks bruised, doesn't yeah. it? It looks red. It looks different from the other fingers yeah. as I hold this up on News Channel 8. You know why that happened? Because when I decided the dog was going to die because she ate rat poison, I slammed my hand into something. Didn't hurt at the time. Killing me now. Yep. <laughs> this is God's work. <laughs> Killing me now. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now in what i would call a very big upset i watched the entire game including the <laughs> overtime watched it all exhausted today today's gonna be a bad day watch it all came prepared i had nothing to do all day it was sort of damp and drizzly and crummy you're hoping to get out to play and i didn't go out to play golf i didn't really do anything so i watched whatever sports were on tv i watched caitlin clark disappointing she had 31 points after three quarters. She didn't score at all in the fourth quarter. She only took three shots, and her team folded. And by the way, it was bad coaching because Nebraska kept coming back and kept making threes, and there didn't seem to be any particular change on the part of the Iowa team. And Caitlin Clark threw up a couple of really long-distance threes that didn't even come close. And she got hit on a drive, and then she didn't get a call, but... You know, I watched that. She didn't got any points in the fourth quarter, so she'll break the record in her next game. But I was sort of hoping you have 31 by three and you need 39 and nothing else. Then I watched a little bit of UConn, South Carolina women. And South Carolina killed them. They were up by 25 at the end of three. Oof. And it wasn't even a game. I mean, Gino just sort of stood there. I mean, they got trounced. And then I didn't want to watch any of the pregame, the Super Bowl. So I watched a lot of... The golf, the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Golf, where I thought Charlie Hoffman was going to win, which I thought was going to be really poetry because for years he has worn the Waste Management logo, one of the worst-looking logos in the history of sports, that green and gold logo. And he wears a green glove, and he wears green hats and green shirts. And I thought, okay, he's 47 years old. He had a great round, eight under, and he was three up with, he was done three up. And Scheffler and Nick Taylor and Thagala were behind. I didn't think he could be caught. And Michael, he got caught. Nick uh, Taylor. Yeah, the, the golf course is set up to catch somebody. So when you know a number is posted, you have a bunch of par fives on the back. You have obviously the drama of 16. You have a drivable par four. Yeah. And 18, which has turned into a birdie hole. And they and they gave it a, a very gettable birdie pin, which you then saw in the playoffs. So yeah. not surprised he got caught in terms of uh, what the tour would have wanted. You would have loved this thing to wrap up well before Super Bowl. the Super Bowl. And it was going on while the Super Bowl was going on. You'd love to see, uh, to reward a player like Hoffman, who's so closely tied to that sponsor and, and has had some um, health issues with skin cancer uh, in recent years. 
and coming off of the story of Saturday where they had to cut holes in security fencing to allow people these egress bums. as they shut down alcohol sales. Yeah. Yes, you would love to try and rewrite the narrative rather than just seeing people stumble out of the stadium cauldron of 16. So nobody watched the end of that golf tournament because um, the Super Bowl was on. Nick Taylor caught Charlie Hoffman, second playoff hole through in a birdie, which means that in the last... He had a lot of birdies. Last six holes he played, he had four birdies. Yeah, birdie uh, birdied three out of the last four in regulation. Birdie the more, first, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, so I'm watching, like everybody else, I'm watching a Super Bowl. And I took a lot of notes on the Super Bowl. I really did. I took a lot of notes on commercials, which I'm not going to talk to Wilbon about because he hates all the commercials, except the commercials Beyonce is in, which is one. So, okay, fine. Let me have some water. I always love to wonder what commercials are over your head in terms of celebrity, the musician in it, or just like the Paramount Plus when it's playing on the idea of uh, a Nickelodeon character from the 90s, football-shaped head. You have no idea who that is. I don't have... Yeah, right. I couldn't recognize half of the people who I'm sure anyone in their 30s recognized all of. And there were some commercials I thought were very, very good. I thought the concept of growing couch potatoes was funny. <laughs> um, I thought that uh, the Tina Fey commercial was funny. I thought Eugene Levy's kid for Homes.com. I didn't understand what was going on. I admired they do I the saw work for three you. of them. I saw three of them, and I admired it. What else? I wrote these things down. As to what I thought was particular. Did you recognize good. Michael Sarah, the guy that you might have seen in Super Yeah, Bad? yeah, but uh, he had different color hair. Generosity. Yeah, different color hair, and he was it was a skin cream or yeah. something like that. Um, I am. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I I did think early on the fact that Wicked is going to be a movie. I love. It got the first commercial. Yeah, yeah that was Wicked big. One. That was they, big place. I think they looked at that and said, "We know Taylor Swift fans are going to be watching. They not they might not watch till the end of the game. We're going to get them early." So the Wicked uh, was the only trailer that I thought was really good. The Planet of the Apes trailer made me nuts. For the first I time, like, I feel truly wicked. Didn't like it at all. The Wicked w- was good. Some of the other shows I didn't care about. Tom Brady was in a number of commercials. Jeff Goldblum was in a number of commercials. Dan Marino was in a number of commercials. Um, everybody did Christopher Walken, and that was okay. The yes, Leo Messi one was okay. Right, it was fantastic. Yeah. The, the Leo. <laughs> Vince Vaughn saying to Brady, you've won enough, was a good idea. I don't know what they were selling, Yeah, but it was a good idea. But And there was an Oreo commercial with the Trojan horse yeah. and the Kardashian woman, the mom. Right. And I didn't know what they were selling, but it was pretty good. Okay. I think they were selling Oreos, weren't they? Yeah, but I didn't know how they were. I didn't so really hydrox? understand. Hydrox <laughs> did I didn't, not get good placement. There was a Mayo commercial with that annoying Pete Davidson oh. and, and the woman from Saturday Night who's, who used to be on. Yes, I forget her name. And I've forgotten extremely her name. Funny. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the only commercial that rose above everything by hundreds of miles was the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. The outfits alone. With Ben Affleck. Matt Damon, Tom Brady, and J-Lo. And it was, I, it was, I don't even know what was said. It doesn't matter what was said. They were wearing boxes from Dunkin' Donuts. The conceit of this as to where does real world end and the world of just celebrity begin with this. So last year, Ben Affleck's Dunkin' Donuts commercial, just Dunkin', broke everything. I think they had their biggest day of sales after that. And you just try to look at how can you make something that is sort of worth the brand value if you're, if you're giving these 
characters at this point so much money but to have it be so self-referential to the the relationship between ben affleck j-lo the friendship going back with damon just the association okay. of brady damon they steals love the brady they're yeah. boston guys they root for the cutaway when they're walking away with with just yeah. the the yeah. slogans yeah. on the jumpsuits you know how i you said i'd do everything for you anything for <laughs> this you is this anything. is anything this is anything was his brother in it too the mayor of Duncan, he wasn't I in don't it. I don't think Case Affleck would, was That in would it. have been a perfect second half commercial just to see him yeah. in like the Carhartt jacket That's still standing point. outside with his coupon. And J-Lo sort of admonishing him saying, we talked about this. <laughs> She's beautiful. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's stunning. Yeah. Are they together now? Oh, they yeah, yeah, sure. They used to be together. Yeah, no, they're back together and then again. He, then she was with Alex Rodriguez. Yes, for a time. And, now, um, and, now, and he's with Jen Garner for a time, but now uh, he's with J-Lo. Yeah, good. Yeah, they seem very good. happy. All's right in the world. They, sure. did, they did this commercial. But Matt Damon these. was so brilliant in that. <laughs> how do you like, like just, <laughs> just begrudgingly ask you, how do you like them <laughs> the donuts. donuts? I'm so sorry to have to say that, yeah. Just unwilling to be a part of that whole thing. No, really that was good. that was great. Uh, the game stunk for about I don't know twenty thirty minutes. It wasn't much. I kept getting texts from people saying, "Are you even watching this? It's not very good." <laughs> and I was watching, and I watched all of it. It got a lot better. It was tense and it was taut, and it went to overtime. And we all understand what happened in the game. We all understand that the extra point was missed, and that the path of the game changed. Uh, it became a three game, which meant you could tie it with a field goal, go ahead with a field goal, everything with a field goal was going to be okay. The poor kicker who missed the extra point and was blamed by Jay Feely on the air, a former kicker himself for kicking it low, also had two over 50. He had two over 50 yeah, in the game. Brilliant so, kicks there. Um, I, I, by the end, both teams played pretty well, I, I thought. The difference in the game is that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest football player on the planet. He is. Uh, you know, you, I've said this a thousand times. I believe that Lamar Jackson was the MVP this year. I do. Should have been unanimous. He's not the best player. Patrick Mahomes is the best player. Did you see what Patrick Mahomes did in three playoff games? Did you see the control he had of the team and of the game? He did not have control of this game. But when they needed him, he marched him down the field. Yeah. When they needed Travis Kelsey, he got into the game. When they needed Spagnola to do something on defense, he stopped the other team from having a touchdown, which changes the overtime when they have to just take a field goal. Brock Purdy was just fine. Christian McCaffrey was just fine. The defense of the 49ers was just fine. Good enough to win. Yeah. Good enough to win. They don't have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. They don't have Patrick Mahomes, who's the greatest player on the planet. Is he Tom Brady? Not yet. Uh-uh. He's got three. Tom Brady's got seven. Don't tell me he's Tom Brady. When he gets seven, you can tell me he's Tom Brady. Don't tell me he's Tom Brady now. But does he have a shot at it? Yeah, he does. You know, is, is Kansas City a dynasty of one? No, Mike. No, they're not. No, they're a real dynasty. They got three and four. They're real, that's, that's Dallas. They're a real dynasty. You know, three and four is, is, something, is it three and four or three and five. It doesn't matter. As long as it's six or down and you have three, you qualify in my determination of to what a, an NFL dynasty is, and they are one now. I guess people will wonder, is Andy Reid going to quit? Why would he quit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why would he quit when he can just become the greatest of all time? He could, he could catch Belichick. 
Yeah, I mean, good. As long as you you don't quit on Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> as long as he's on your team, you stay. Particularly yeah. with what the middle of this season looked like. Uh, are you know are they overexposed with the commercials? Are they giving this enough attention? Right. And now you look at it and go, they actually did this based on defense, and then the offense just did enough when they had to. That's right. So yeah, if you look at Kelsey, if you look at a, right. if you look at Reed, why would you? Kelsey you have had to like one catch for one yard in the first half, something like that. But when it mattered, and he was angry. Yeah, the he last thing was him yelling at Reed. Yeah, it was a that was a rough moment on the side. Wanted to kill line. Andy Reed. Yeah, you keep know. me in the game. All's right in the world. Taylor Swift wins. Yes. You know, the Taylor Swift wins, and the people who think she's a paid secret agent of the government don't win. I thought there was going to be a big reveal at the end of that Pfizer commercial. Oh, with with <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Did you see Kelsey's outfit when he when he showed up for the Super Bowl? No. It was very but, much like a rock star outfit. It was well, like this. He thinks a Viva Las Vegas. He thinks he's a rock star. <laughs> yeah. And there's and he should. Did right you, now, I don't know that it's going to end great. Did you Nothing see what his, his brother, apparently, Jason Kelsey. Did he have a shirt on this time? He showed up dressed. Now, you're not going to remember the character's name, but Alan from The Hangover. Do you remember the <laughs> oh, outfit? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, He showed up in Vegas dressed exactly like that. Did he have the baby carrier? <laughs> yes. It's just brilliant. Baby they're Bjorn. pretty good. Yeah. yeah the Kelsey are. brothers are pretty good. They are. The mom must be pretty fun. <laughs> right? Yes. You know, and, and, and the cutaways to the box are exactly what you should do if you're the NFL. Yeah. Milk it. You know, I mean, who's, who's the other rock stars that have done this? The answer is nobody. So do this. They weren't flashing to the booth to see Marilyn Monroe for, for Yankees they were not. matches? They were not. Was, they didn't Must do have been that. on the streaming. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, it was, um, yeah, it's, it's, there were mistakes. McCaffrey fumbled. There was a muff punt by mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yeah. There was a fumble by Kansas City. Mahomes threw an interception. First one in the playoffs. But the in in hindsight, it's the kick. Yeah. It's the point after. That's everything. It changes everything. It changes what you have to do and to the, tie the, the game. And the fluke injury running back onto the field, just in terms of how, you can, how you can try and use Kelsey in that second yeah, half. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Um, and well, Andy Reid now with three yeah. Super Bowl wins, ties him with what, Joe Gibbs and Bill Walsh? Yeah. That's, Puts him in the Hall of Fame. It uh, Absolutely. Puts him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, for people who bet with us, Chuck Todd won, finished the year 84-60-3. Undefeated in the playoffs. Is that right? I believe Last undefeated. three weeks. No, he lost in the, he lost oh, he the did first lose? week. Okay. The Monkey lost, 26-36-2. Mm. Jeff Ma had a bad day, 0-4-1, if I read these prop bets correctly, but still had a winning record, 55-53-3. Carville killed it. Carville was 5-1. and one Oh, he has the system. Week. Yeah, he t- I let thank T Bauer and ACL. <laughs> 76, 69, and one, unless you count Jaden Daniels, and then he's 88, 69, and one. But either way, either way he won. Phenomenal year. Nobody won like Chuck. Chuck had the best record, um, you know, which shows you what you can do when you have time on your hands. We'll take a break. <laughs> Jason Lock and uh, Wilbon. No, Wilbon. Michael next. Wilbon first. Yes. Michael Wilbon will join us when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, 
five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. If you remember the other day we played Dominic Melillo and he did an unbelievably great Beach Boys tune. He's a Long Island kid. He went to Maria Regina High School on Long Island and used to go to Jones Beach in the summer. And I loved it. We're playing two more songs by Dominic Melillo today. This is called Catwoman Blues, which he says is about how we look at ourselves when we realize we aren't superheroes anymore. He's good. Yes. He's, he's real good. And he plays in Michael Wilbon. And I'll get right to this. Um, you know me. I don't stay up for games. I watched all of it. I watched absolutely good. to the end. Good. And it was, you know, as, as I had said last week, and I think you said the same thing, that we were rooting for San Francisco, but we thought Kansas City would win. Yeah. And it's because, and there's no getting around this, Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the planet. He is, and he has been it, for five years. Since, since Andy Reid. I'm, I'm unwilling to sort of embrace those large things, acknowledgments, you know, placing somebody into the deity category. I'm always slow to do that. Are you there First, now? I'm here. I can, you guys can't hear me? No, no, no. Are you there now at the oh, deity category? Now. Are you there now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I, when they showed Joe Montana standing there and all, with his white hair and the whole thing, Joe, Joe still won four, you know? Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, Tom Brady. I am not saying that Mahomes is as good as them now. I'm saying he's the best on the planet now. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, right. no, no, he's, yeah, got a way, mean... he's got a ways to go. But, Mike, I remember I remember when Andy Reid made the decision that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of Alex Smith because I got yeah. this kid on the bench who's better than everybody. Right? Yeah. Remember? Yes. Oh, oh, sure. He was right. Absolutely. I mean, I was there. God, Alex Smith had it happen twice. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh did that with Kaepernick. That's right. Um, I, you know, yes, Tony. I, yeah, he's the best player. He's the best player in football now. He now, is. yeah, yeah. I mean, he is. Um, and I, I've gone further. I've gone far enough to say he's 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 in the discussion for the best player to, to play the position. He's in the discussion. Yeah, ever. He's got to chase twenty eight years old. Yeah. You know, now you can't. Uh, people that say, "Is he as good as Brady?" Stop. Brady has seven of these things. Well, Stop. Yeah, yeah. This is where you get into this thing where I'm fine. Brady will have the greatest resume. Brady has the greatest career. Yeah. Do I think that Brady can do the things that oh. Mahomes could do? No, no, he can't. No, it's a different style of and quarterbacking. Yes, well, it's not just style. Tony, here's what Tom Brady is. Look, Brady's a goat. Brady never brought you out of your seat. He didn't. Oh, he didn't make those kinds of plays. I don't look. I watched everything Brady did. A lot of it in person because I was still covering the first half of, of Brady's career. I was covering the league for for the, for the Washington Post. I was there. Brady didn't bring me out of my seat. See that that that's that's Patrick Holmes. Mahomes does bring you out of your seat. Yes. Uh, the, now, oh my God! Please, John Elway did that. 
Joe Montana did that. Montana did that. Yes. I don't have a single play in my head. Do I, do I watched Brady for 20 years. I don't have a single play in my head. I, 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 just go, I think okay, that's fair. I, I, know, Brady played the position the way Johnny Unitas played the position. Okay, and I, I don't remember enough of Unitas. Well, I, I mean, they were big guys, strong yeah. guys, drop-back guys. Yeah. If they were chased, they could... They could get to a first down area, but it's not their comfort zone. Their comfort zone was standing there and picking defenses apart. Mahomes does something different. Yeah, Mahomes does that too. Yeah, but he does he does this other thing. He does he, he does, does this thing. other thing. Mahomes does everything. There's, there's nothing he doesn't do. So I, I am you know to me what mattered to me yesterday is that game is the greatest Super Bowl I think I've seen them all. I was at twenty consecutive ones in person, I, I, it's the greatest one. I don't want to hear about Atlanta and New England because Atlanta, one team had to choke for that to happen. Yeah, there was no choke in this. No, no, this was two great teams. Yeah. I don't want to hear, I'm scared to turn the TV on this morning. And, and this morning here is still middle of the night in yeah. Arizona. I'm scared to turn the TV because I'm going to hear people picking apart things that are going to make me angry. Well, there's, there's only, and I mean... It's all choreographed. It isn't. It's, a, it's an event. It's a sport. It's a game where people play brilliantly. And they, the coaches made calls brilliantly and boldly. And people executed oh. them skillfully. Oh, uh, when San Francisco went on fourth down early on, and I said, what three. are you doing? What are you doing? And Within they threw it to Kittle. Yes. Well, come on now. What are you doing? Take the no show. I don't want to hear, you know, somebody ran the wrong personnel package. I, I just don't. I, I'm scared to turn the TV on. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just turn on well, and start watching I, I mean, Law Order reruns. In right. any I, discussion, <laughs> but in any discussion, you have to factor this thing in. The missed extra point changes yes. the arc of the game. Special totally. teams lost the Super Bowl for San Francisco. Yeah. Yes. The two, the look, remember, how about this? As great as Kansas City is and as great as Patrick Mahomes is, they didn't score a touchdown in regulation that was on their own. That's right. right. They That's right. one touchdown in regulation, and that was, was as a result a of a muff punt. A gift. Yeah. That's so right. Six, I think it was 17 consecutive possessions. The Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. So I, special teams, two plays lost the game and the Super Bowl for San Francisco. Yes. Yes, the muff punt and the bad kick. And by the way, and I I did like this very much, Nance went immediately to Jay Feely on the kick. Yeah, he did. And Jay Feely said, blame the kicker. Yeah. He did it low, blame the kicker. And this is the same guy that hit two over 50. Yeah. So... But that yeah. was, I'm not saying that was the game. That changed the game utterly. Uh, it changed the game utterly, but, but the two things were the game. The Probably. Part, the, Probably. The, yes. Kansas City couldn't score. They couldn't score. So if they, they score a touchdown in overtime, they've, if there's no overtime, guess what they've done? They've lost. Been shut out. Yes. Yes. The great Kansas City offense has been shut out. This guy, Steve Wilkes, come on now. So, I, I, I you know, wow. Is that, it's just wow. There's nothing to say, but I, I, I called Matthew during the game because I'm in Arizona. He's at home in, in Bethesda. And I just said, 
you're watching what I think is the greatest Super Bowl ever. And he said, Dad, what about Atlanta, New England, which mm-hmm. he you know, is old enough to remember now. I said, no, 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 Atlanta choked. That the greatness does not include choking. This, this, this did not include any choking. I so. can't remember Super Bowls in, in that way, but you I do. You remember that one? You I, know Atlanta was up 24 to no, 3 no, or whatever I, it was. No, no, I remember that. I didn't think that was great. But the Giants and Patriots. They were great. They were I, great games. I thought that was a great game. It was. I didn't say this is the only great oh, one. Oh, okay. I'm saying this, this, is the, this is the greatest. There's no but. There's no but to it. What is it? What is it lacking? It was one of two games that went to overtime and nobody choked. Nobody choked, and I, no, I, the no. 49ers acquitted themselves very well. I don't want to hear that somehow Kyle Shanahan is to blame and he can't no, win the blame. big one. There's I, no blame. This is what I'm going to say. If I, this is why I don't want to watch TV this morning. Oh. Because I'm going to say I'm turning this off now. I'm turning this off. I'm going to reruns of Gilligan's Island. I'm not going to hear this. <laughs> I'm not going to hear people dissect this thing because that's what they get paid to do and run their mouths. I don't want to hear that. This is just greatness. It's a portrait. It's, it's, it's hanging in the, in the damn Louvre. It's, this is, how do you get better than that? What's better than that? What would you have? What would you have done? What, what ending? What are you going to have? The only thing, the I would, the only thing I would tell you, one of the games that I remember, and I don't even remember the entire game, but I remember it because it's the greatest play I've ever seen in a Super Bowl, the interception at the end of the first half by Pittsburgh that resulted yes. in a touchdown. And that was Pittsburgh and Arizona, right? Yes. And yes. I think that was a great game, too. I it think. was. Yeah. It was. It was. I think it that was, was a great game. Again, Tony, I, you know, so there have been, to me... I think Elway's uh, first win when he helicoptered in helicoptered. the air. When it was, there, there were 58 of these things. Yeah. Maybe 10 of them ten. I would describe as great I agree. games. Right. And uh, I, I think, I'm saying, I think I'm leaving some room for, hold on, if you go back and watch this game, it's going to be better. I'm going to leave some room for that, but not much. Yeah. I know that the ones that I went to uh, when Washington was in them were not great games. No. They were not. There were some great performances in the 80s. Yeah, but they, they were, were not. not. They were not classic games because they were beatdowns. The Super Bowl went through a stretch where there would be one genius team and another team would be the the Washington Generals. And so, you no, you can't have great games with that. Yeah, I really... A couple, one of the Steelers games was great with the game where they beat Dallas, but what was it, Jackie Smith dropped the touchdown pass? Yes, it so you, you did this and, you know, this didn't have choking. It no. didn't. And what, here's what it had. Two things that stood out to me on the, on the larger tableau here. One, both defensive coordinators, Wilkes and Spagnolo, earned all the money they get paid. They were really, really good. The defenses were really good. And very thankfully, there were almost, I don't recall any pass interference calls. Not a single one. And so that allowed allowed you to play the game out legitimately, right? This is part of why the game was so great. Yeah. It wasn't interrupted with Garbage. I agree. Now you have to call movement on the line. You can't avoid they got that. Got a couple. Is only a couple. Trent Williams had two early on, back to back. Trent Williams. I you know what? I didn't see the first few series. Oh. Live because I was I was hustling back from L.A. to. Get well, to the my first house few series. That was when the 49ers came out 
as if they had watched the game film of their last two playoff games and yeah. said, we're not doing this again. Right. And they right. shut down Kansas City. Yeah, no, I, I wound up watching them. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, see them live and didn't dwell on them like I did the rest of it. But, my God, everything was great. The damn halftime was great. Yeah, I know you love the halftime. You love the halftime. I love the halftime. You're in the R&B, which I am. That's fine. That's my music. That's what I I listen to Usher. I I like Usher. think Usher's very talented. There was a moment where he began to take all his clothes off. I wondered where we were going with that, but okay. (laughs) His clothes off. I mean, the roller skating, that's a, a, you know, that was so 70s, 80s. That was my my early life. All of it. All of it. Every bit of it. Wait, wait. Have you ever roller skated? Yeah, I did when I was, you know, well, 15 or, you know, 6, 17. But not when you were an adult. That was a thing. Not you an know? adult. It, was, I, it wasn't a thing. I was an adult. It was a thing then when it was. Okay. And Usher was going back in the time to get something that was a thing to, to his people. He wasn't around either. I'm guessing Usher must be in his mid-40s I now. Have to, he has to be in his 40s. And um, has to Usher be. goes to a lot of NBA games. Um, and he's around. And he, you know, I, I will say... I, I, Usher has come up to me and said, I love the show. No, like, I, you, it, you're Usher. My God, this is great. I'm sort of aware of that, that Usher. he likes the show. He does. And, and I've, you know, so the next time with, you see him. I was going to go to see him in residence in Vegas. Well, but it, he, had, he stopped it early to start getting ready for this. For so if you see him again, just say, Tony wondered why you began to take your clothes off. Just, just <laughs> if we could just establish. <laughs> let, me, let me give you the answer. Because he can. Yeah, he's got a good body. Yeah. You know, because you know, he can do that. He's 45 yeah. years old. We just looked 45. at 45. That's in mid-40s. Okay, 45. All right, we'll talk 40. to you later. All Enjoy. Right, Michael Wilbon, boys and girls. We'll take a break. Jason Lockenford joins us when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Dominic Melillo. This is called Phantom Man. Which he writes is how I felt after a very bad game where I felt I did not contribute anything to the game and worse, maybe did harm to my team. I think we can all relate. Oh, sure. Most of us aren't any good at anything. <laughs> Michael, if people like Dominic Melillo want to send in their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornizershow.com. And this week, I'll be happy to share a new Johnny O'Code. I know good. we have a few emailers who've been asking. I think it might be something along the lines of TKT as we search for that perfect pocketless tea for mm. Mr. Tony. I don't like pockets. Yeah, not a fan of the pockets. No, on I'll the let t-shirt. you know if it changes, though. I'll, I'll give that up like on Wednesday. It's like long sleeve t shirts without pockets. <laughs> Jason Lockenfora joins us. We're joined, and I read the copy by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, host of the podcast In the Huddle, covering the entire NFL. Um, I I don't really have a series of questions here. Um, Wilbon was just on, said it was the greatest Super Bowl he ever saw. That is a stretch for me, but it became a wonderful, taut, tense game by the end that turned obviously on the kick. I mean, just the kick, the missed PAT change everything what what are your impressions of the game and and where does it rank for you um i mean it was it was different which is good i think um you know it was certainly rich in subplot and suspense in ways that some of these games aren't um given how low scoring it was given how sort of slow it was to to um have points start to materialize on the board but 
you know, look, it, it, it featured new overtime rules. There's a new level of strategy um, and intrigue and, and sort of, let's be real, the opportunity to first guess or second guess some of those decisions. Um, and we had these, I guess now it's probably fair to call them tried and true or, or you know, proven or relatively proven um, sort of truisms about playoff football kind of come to life when it, in regards to, to Kyle Shanahan and, and his ability to manage success and, and um, protect leads and, and maybe grow leads or fail to grow leads or blow leads. And then just what this, this whole Mahomes Reed thing is and, and what it's going to be, what it already is. Um, it's, it, the, the idea that you you never you know you you can never give him the chance to hold the football in a key moment if you really think you're going to win and win a, a meaningful game you know not a game in November that you might want more than them or you know when the stakes are the same for everybody you really have to find a way not to let him get a chance to have the ball last it's. It's ridiculous, but it's true, and we've talked about it a little bit at times, um, maybe even more than a little bit. Uh, we we are watching a remarkable time in the NFL where you've you've had a, a overlap, a dovetail of something that we watched happen and said never again, never again, never again, and it's 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 again, it's happening. And those two quarterbacks and those two coaches faced each other. Um, they faced each other on the biggest stage, and now one of them um, seems to be about halfway to doing what the other did. And the the main guy uh, is 28 years old, who's sort of leading that. You know, the the engineer. It's amazing. I said this when I was talking with Wilbon before. You, you know, if. If you're Andy Reid, you you cannot walk away from this guy. He's the best player on the planet. Absolutely, Lamar Jackson was the MVP this year, but he's yeah. not. He's not Patrick Mahomes. You just watch him yeah. in the playoffs. He doesn't get a lot of points. He gets the points he has to get exactly. when he has to get them. He does, right? He's a football genius. He 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 doesn't overextend himself for the sake of overextending himself. I mean, he. He has this ability to sort of filter or litigate all the different things that must pop into his head. And there's things that he can do, like a Josh Allen, but he, he doesn't do them too much. Like, he doesn't lean into that as much as some of these other guys. He's just very judicious with that. And, and likewise with Lamar. But, but there's a time and a place for everything in a season. And, and when it is time... To, to run, you know, read option looks and just hold the ball and find a way with your legs to keep, you know, a season alive because you have to keep this drive alive. Like, he can do that. There, You know, when he needs to make, you know, the sort of glory boy throws, he, obviously we know he can do that. Um, and when it's, when there's, you know, when it's time to sort of just manage things and, like, Let's milk the clock here. Let's be smart here. Let's just manage this situation when we're starting another drive from our one-yard line or our two-yard line. Like, 
yes, he had a throw he would want back in that game. No doubt about it. You know, it was a, it seemed like a weird route combination on that interception. And, you know, his ball placement accuracy was not what he would want. But, you know, that's going to happen through the course of five quarters of football because that's what it was. Yeah. And and he he is special. I mean, he's so rare. And nothing's ever too big for him. Nothing ever was too big for him. And you think about all that he's done, because his first three are different than Brady's first three. They just are. This guy is the catalyst. He is the main. He, oh, yes, the defense was awesome yesterday. But when it comes to who's going to win that game, he's the main thing. Um, he's always been the main thing. And, and he's still so young. It, it just makes you wonder, as quick as he processes and as smart as he is and as selfless in a, in a lot of ways as he is, it, it just makes you wonder, what the heck is a 32-year-old Patrick Mahomes going to look like? It, it's, it's staggering. So, so this is my feeling, that Bill Belichick at one point in his life is sitting on a quarterback who he thinks is really good, right? I mean, he's gone to a Super Bowl with a quarterback. And then Brady comes around, and Brady is a low draft choice. Yeah. But he understands Brady's better than this other guy. This other guy's a Pro Bowl player. Brady's better. I've got to have Brady in there. And Reed has Alex Smith, and he's a fine yeah. player. Yeah. And, and after one year of seeing Mahomes as a backup, he says, I got to go with him. I got to get rid of Alex Smith because I see something special here. Not every coach would do that. Belichick and Reed did, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no denying that. Um, th- they were willing, you know, obviously there's an injury that, that had a lot to do with the situation in New England, yeah. but he stuck with, you know, he saw enough in that window to say, no, we, we got a chance, you know, th- this guy's got a chance to be really special to his own way, and We've we've got to embrace that. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter at this point what we gave Drew Bledsoe and how much is left on that contract, et cetera. Um, yeah, I, I just go back to the thing that's even more remarkable about Mahomes is just what he can do physically, you know, what his body allows him to do. I'm sure Brady would have had a lot of the same thoughts if Brady's body was able, you know, to come along for the ride yeah. the way Mahomes is, is when it's time to throw off a of one foot, when it's time to throw, you know, when you can't plant and you're just throwing off your back foot, and when it's time to improvise as you're sprinting towards the line of scrimmage and where you flip that ball or how you flick it. or It, it just it's a different level than, you know, Brady could ever hit physically. Um, and that's got to be even more enjoyable for Andy because, like, when it's time to improv, when it's time to just be you, when it's time to make a play, he, he does that just in, in so many different marvelous ways. Um, it's, it's unavoidable that the score hinges on the blocked extra point, right? It's, it's unavoidable, right? That's the biggest play of the game. It changes all, all the strategy, right? Well, it's certainly one of the, the, the you know, uh, sort of linchpin moments in that game or one of the ways that swung it one way or the other. I mean, we can go back to any of the fumbles that were obviously huge. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, the, the ability now to, to be able to manage certain situations and know that a field goal is going to be enough to keep yeah. us in this thing. And whenever we're in this thing late and there's a chance Mahomes can get the ball back, you know, as we said at the Open, then the, the, you're, you're, you're holding serve even if you're kind of not. Like, that, that is the ultimate decider. Uh, you know, the Kyle Shanahan decision, obviously, it swung there. I mean, I, I, I don't think it was sort of the, the end-all and be-all, um, but for as late as it, you know, as, as late as it happened in the game, um, the amazing thing to me really is that the kid shook it off and then, you know, and then made what could have been a season winning kick after that anyway, you know, from some distance. Uh, but, you know, the, the overtime rules certainly were a factor as well. You know, the early Pacheco fumble, like he hadn't fumbled it forever. Well, the you know, McCaffrey fumble, fumble there, I, I, he I might I, score 30 something. McCaffrey's I'm watching this game. Football. That never happens. Yeah, yeah, I mean those two guys do it. They don't do that. I'm watching no. this game, and and I'm 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 thinking the trouble for San Francisco is they should be up seventeen oh, yeah. three at the end of the half. They should be way ahead. They they just dropped every single offensive play that Kansas City had in the first half. Just about. They knew what they were doing, and they dropped them, and they needed more points right then and there, didn't you think? They needed more points at times, absolutely, and they also needed to um, play, you know, extra, extra, you know, session or not. You, you can't have Andy Reid run 80 plays on you. And some, one of the ways you keep Andy Reid from running 80 plays on you is you dominate the clock, and you, you play bully ball, and you hold the they ball. They pass too much in the and second he, half. Well, really I, I'd did. say really from the early second quarter until the fourth quarter, they pretty much systematically abandoned their their attempts to run the ball, which is staggering because I, I, I think they could have ran the ball on them pretty effectively all day long if if they wanted to. And, and they did, you know, at one point sort of mention this on the broadcast, and it's a key factor. They don't wholesale change defensive linemen the way some other teams do. Right, they, they said they were tired. They right. don't go seven, eight deep the way a lot of the better teams in the league do. Um, it's, again, one of the things about the Ravens game that, that people you know in that building will never figure out is when you, you have the chance to attack Patrick Mahomes with volume in the run game and you don't do it, you're, you're – you're, you know, and – and he stays in that game, and he gets a chance to touch that ball at the end of the fourth quarter, the end of overtime, you're going to flash back and think, what were all the moments where we could have made the clock more of our friend? Yeah. And just that, Kyle Shanahan doesn't have that gene. I mean, if he doesn't have it now against this guy the second time he faced him, I'm not sure it exists for him. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of nuts. Um, but it's the last game of the year, like, I don't care if McCaffrey runs the ball 30 times. Nobody should care. Or get Mitchell more involved. And But, yeah, that's, it's bizarre stuff, man. He just gets in everybody's head, I guess. The, he does. The specter and ghost of Patrick Mahomes just haunts people right out of their own skin. Plug your uh, radio show for us, Jason. Uh, thank you, Tone. You could uh, listen to us break this game down um, some more from 2 to 6 today or you can listen to us 2 to 6 any weekday on 105.7 The Fan. We are inside access. You can also listen to us on the Odyssey app and uh, pitchers and catchers this week. So let's go.
Thank you, Jason. Thanks for all Thank year, but we're not letting you go. We're just going to keep calling every single week anyway. Thank <laughs> hey, you, Jason. I'm here, man. Just me and the dogs. It's Jason Lockenfora, boys and girls. That was Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora. Make sure to follow in the huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We will take a break. We have email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. There's a very kind of well-known podcast that, that we both listen to religiously and and contribute to quite a bit in different ways it's called the tony kornheiser show if any of you heard of it uh, cheesery to you all and uh people send letters in at a certain point in the show and then there's this little jingle here comes tony's mailbag yeah like that and it's very like kind of straight and 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 uh <laughs> tom took it to a a new art so uh and we've actually done it a before the Syracuse Mets game, you know, triple A, come on. <laughs> anyway, here, here is Pittsburgh's own Tom Mosser to sing Tony's Mailbag. Totally thrilling. It's Tom Mosser and Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne on the mic and some laughs. Right, yeah. isn't that great? Tom Mosser writes in legendary Tony's Mailbag Jingle Music History was made again last week in Pittsburgh at Club Cafe. Thank you, Dan, for your humor, kindness, and generosity. Your amazing work. Thrilled to sing with you. Cheers, Tom Mosser. It's really great. That's really great. It is. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, makes me laugh at how this podcast has become so <laughs> insane. All right, uh, Bethesda Bagel Read. Yes, we've got the bagel sandwiches today. Good. Very, very happy about that. All you need to do is go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, my friend, and you will be thrilled. That'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, I remember Sunday morning, I would meet him at the park. We'd walk together hand in hand till it was almost dark. Now I wake up Sunday morning, walk along the lane to find nobody waiting for me. Sunday's just another day. That is Spanky and our gang. That is Sunday's will never be the same. It's a lovely song. Spanky and our gang were sort of like a secondary mamas and papas. They were not as good. They were pleasant. Sure. Not as good. Not as successful. And not as icky. <laughs> not as icky. <laughs> yes. Thanks very... to our guests yes. today, Michael Wilbon, Jason Locke, and Fora. Thanks as well to today's sponsors. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. Get the show through Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. What have I got here? Okay. From Elizabeth Gardner in Austin, Texas who says she's a fan of the Washington football team. Please drop the name Commanders. I would do that. <clears throat> the message of not wearing sleeping pants and or pajama bottoms past the curb of your home has not made it to parts of Austin, Texas. <laughs> I live in North Austin, and in the past month, I've seen three men in pajama bottoms at the grocery store. One guy was also wearing his robe. It was a cold morning. It's not early in the morning when I see these men. The last sighting was at 11.45 a.m. Hmm. Austin is a very casual city. If you attend a musical or a play, you will see long dresses, jeans, and short pants on the people attending the show. Just wanted to share my pajama bottoms in grocery store news. 
Thanks for the pod. Sad the football season is over. So are we all. From Ben Brunner. Dear Uncle Sleeping Pants, if you haven't tried Ava's Pizzeria in Rehoboth, you haven't tried pizza in Rehoboth. That's it. That's the list. Ava's? You, I don't know Ava's. Uh, I've never heard of it. Is it a New York style? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know it. I'm sorry. Maybe you could get a mushroom pie. Uh, half mushroom anyway and half sausage, I would hope. Clay Mason, the official private investigator of this podcast, hearing Jim Johnson's email about the YKK zipper factory, on the show last week, I yelled to the woman I'm related to by marriage. Hey, we know that factory. Less than four miles in my house in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, is YKK's facility. Is this a David Aldrich physical plant moment? From Spencer in Southie, which is in Boston, of course. My place of work shut down for two weeks over the Christmas and New Year's period this winter. Instead of using this time to visit family back in the Carolinas, I went skiing up here in New England. That meant a few drives on Route 1 between Marblehead and Revere. Thought you'd like to know. P.S. My dad, Brody Thompson, in Gastonia, North Carolina, just turned 65, hoping you'll tell him to eat it. Well, that's not nice for your dad. (laughs) He's the one who introduced me to the PTI show many years ago, and he recently became a little. Happy birthday. Hope you're cranking the Dunkings on the the drive. Windows down. (laughs) From Don Hammock. Brilliant. Chuck and Roxy, number 68, (laughs) calls himself the Yarama Yager of Loyal Littles because that was Yager's number. (laughs) You read an email Monday from Greg Archbold, who joked about Wilbon and analytics. Greg Archbold. I know that Greg Archbold. He said Greg lives in Los Alamos, and that's where the bomb was made. I happen to know he's a physicist at the Los Alamos National Laboratory. How do I know this connective tissue? Greg and I were in the same class at Naval Nuclear Power School in Orlando back in the 1990s. As a result of our friendship, he possesses rare action photos of me playing roller hockey where we were at submarine school in Groton, Connecticut. Greg obviously followed the big brain path and kept stuffing important knowledge into his noggin. I, on the other hand, turned myself into a rare nuclear-trained submarine warfare-qualified sports writer who's now a sports information director. So to Greg Archbold, I say lachiserie, and to Mike Mahaney, another classmate of ours whose wedding I was in, I say eat it. Uh, smug Subaru driver, Cindy McLeroy, any other kind? in Jackson, Georgia. I traded my Subaru Forester in for a Subaru Ascent this past weekend. While waiting for the paperwork to be finalized, our salesperson, shared with us all the donations their dealership has given to local nonprofits, how many dogs they've sponsored to be spayed or neutered, mm-hmm. and other important facts to make me feel like a far superior car owner. I drove away knowing I love my child and dog more than other car owners, and that my purchase pretty much saved the world. I think that's what they're going for. <laughs> yep. yep. From Bill Matfield in Fort Mill, South Carolina. <laughs> so your pizza place had your pizza ready in 15 minutes and replaced it without hesitation when they got the order wrong? Clearly, they listen to the show. If you're about to become an unwitting topic of this show, it's better to be Evelyn than Cigna. It is always better. From Alex in Springfield, Missouri. Dear Uncle Tony, my son, a mathematics graduate student, received an internship this summer with Cigna. What are the odds he's being hired to calculate the actual indifference of their non-existent care and aid? I figure the odds are at least 50-50. Please tell Brian Muller to eat it. He and I will be seeing Dan Byrne. How does this work? In a couple of weeks at a stop in St. Louis. We hope there are other littles there at the city winery for the show. Isn't that lovely? That is. Um, Doug Fretchen or Fretchen says, Mr. Tony, the next time you think your dog has been poisoned, try feeding her Frisbees to induce vomiting. <laughs> Doug in Sterling, Virginia. The Frisbees don't induce vomiting. There's a certain kind of Frisbee. She has to eat the plastic Frisbees. We now give her cloth Frisbees. Which she seems to really like. Yeah, she misses oh, she those does. turbo discs. Though. You know, well, she's not getting those because unlike most animals that learn from past mistakes, <laughs> Jesse does not. <laughs> One more from Paul Calderon. 
Tony, my house had the same problem with mice infestation. My brother-in-law was a snake collector. Nope. Whoops. He had snakeskin uh-uh. shedding. He placed the skin against the wall floor in the washer and dryer room. It's been almost two years now. No mice enter the house. No poison or traps needed. Get some snake skin. Just keep <laughs> the, the dog the away from the skin. Well, should I get snake skin shoes or a belt? <laughs> Put them on your feet. snake skin? Because we're not putting snake skin in this house. It just doesn't sound great. If you're out on your bike tonight, as always, everyone do wear white. Okay, we wound up 5 and 11. Not very good. Not very good. Uh, Not the worst. But there was some worse than us. I guess that's one positive way to look at it. We weren't the worst team in the league.
Cast no shadow, make no sound, cause no waves, gain no ground, add no value, have no words, just take up space on God's green Dumb. 